welcome back to the Happy Hormones podcast. We're looking at the the fairly crucial role that hormonal balance can play in your physical and emotional health and some of the ways that balance can be restored. And I'm joined by Dr. Gazala Aziz Scott from the Marion Gluck Clinic to discuss perimenopause. Just before we get onto that, you're a senior GP by training. You also have spent some time working up your, your functional medicine skills. What's drawn you to hormones? I, I'm, I've always been fascinated by endocrinology. And also, I'm in, I'm in the age group where, you know, these changes are beginning to affect me. So I, I wanted to find out more about it. Um, like, you know, I have a large proportion of women in my practice, in my NHS practice. Um, and so I wanted to find out more about, um, you know, how I could help them. And I can see, I could see the women I put on HRT, how their health seemed to be benefited and the women who I didn't put on HRT. So this uh, got me very interested in hormones. And also, uh, functional medicine is um, a, a system of looking at biological systems in the body and it's quite a holistic way of looking at medical problems Um, it's looking at the patient's narrative it's looking at the way they're living their lifestyles their diet and how much they exercise the sort of um, life experiences they've had Um, and then looking at how this impacts the physiological balance of different systems in their body so the hormones hormones are actually um, the messengers and the communicators in the body in balancing all the different systems of the body so um, I'm specializing in hormones but it is also part of um, my general interest in functional medicine Um, I mean I've been a GP for what uh, 25 years I think Um, and so during my time you know I've, I've seen so many patients and I've always been interested in um, looking at patients problems from a more holistic perspective and looking at you know what's actually caused the problem not just putting a sticking plaster on it um, I'm constantly you know I'm quite horrified by the amount you know the number of drugs we throw at people and um, I went to a conventional medical course of looking at um, lots of different topics in medicine and in all the specialities, we were looking at really strong immune drugs as the end stage treatment for a lot of conditions. Now, these drugs are extremely expensive, have lots of side effects. We often have to get approval for funding. And I just thought, well, why is it that inflammation and these powerful immunosuppressant or, uh, medications are used for all of these different medical specialities why are we not looking at why the body is becoming inflamed why is this happening and that was like this light bulb moment of thinking well you know we've got to look downstream we've got to look at what what is it in our modern lifestyles what is it in the way that we live that is causing um, inflammation in the body so into your sort of wider holistic look at how the body fits together hormones being these these messengers perimenopause comes along absolutely what is it and um, perimenopause is the period of time leading up to the actual menopause. So the menopause is defined um, as a, when you've had no periods for 12 months. Um, our ovaries stop working gradually. Um, so this transition of the perimenopause can last four to eight years. And for many women, it starts around the age of 45, but it can start younger. Um, so it's the period of time leading up to the menopause. And if you're seeing a patient who is perhaps on the cusp of this or, be, or beginning it, what would the what would the symptoms be that they present with? 
Um, this can vary very much from woman to woman. Um, some people present with largely physical symptoms. Uh, their periods can become irregular. They get breast tenderness, fatigue, low libido, um, insomnia, um, hot flushes, painful joints, headaches. And a lot of women present with psychological symptoms. So they present with low mood, mood swings, anxiety, palpitations, irritability. Um, and a lot of women present with brain fog. So actually, you know, you do notice that your cognitive function is not what it used to be and people's memories are not as sharp. Um, so, you know, this, this is, you know, what we've uh, spoken about earlier in the podcast about, you know, estrogen is a very, very powerful hormone. And we have 300 different types of cells have um, estrogen receptors. So it's not just to do with your sex hormones. Um, it's, it's a widespread um, systemic effect. I must admit, it, it's it's a term I haven't really heard bandied around a lot. It, it may just be given my gender, but does it does perimenopause get enough attention? Are, are, are women attuned to these changes which are coming? No, I think yeah, I think the thing is they happen very very gradually. So you know, and a lot of women are you know in the middle of big life changes very often they've got young children teenage children they might have empty nest syndrome they may be having relationship difficulties they may have lots of responsibilities aging parents demanding careers so actually you've got so much going on that it's sometimes people forget to focus on their own bodies and so they put their tiredness and fatigue and their insomnia down to lots of other different things going on in their lives and not totally be aware that these things are related to their hormonal changes so I think we do need to have a greater level of awareness that this is happening and this can happen so people actually think oh this and a lot of women think oh there's nothing I can do about it it's just normal aging or you know I'm going to go through this naturally um, so you know I think raising awareness of, of this important period of time is really uh, it's really important and if people are given the correct uh, treatment, you know, it makes this natural transition much more bearable. We'll, ju- we'll jump into the treatment in a second, but I'd, I'd just love to know a bit more about the diagnosis. If someone comes to you, you know, maybe mid-40s and, and they're saying, I'm brain fogged, I'm not sleeping, and some of the other symptoms that you mentioned, is there a, is there a test? What, what we do when we have an initial consultation at the Marion Gluck Clinic is we take a very detailed history um, and we go through all the symptoms. So we go through the physical symptoms, we go through the psychological symptoms, we go through the impact on their sexual function and their relationships. And then, um, you know, we get a pretty good idea of what's going on. Obviously, their age is another issue, uh, which, which, you know, gives us clues. Um, and then we actually do blood tests called a hormonal profile, um, which looks at the hormone levels and their balance. Um, and, uh, you know, this is where, you know, um, I get quite frustrated because I'm an NHS GP as well. And the NICE guidelines, which um, are the guidelines that we're supposed to use for best clinical practice, they say that we shouldn't be checking hormone levels. We should just prescribe HRT according to symptoms. So it's quite a veterinary approach, I find. And what I find, um, you know, when you come into a specialist menopause clinic like the Marion Gluck Clinic, is that we will check, um, do a comprehensive blood test and look at 
the different levels of hormones in your blood. And I'm finding, you know, as I've been working at the clinic, that every woman is different. And, you know, today I had a perimenopausal woman who um, had low levels of progesterone and testosterone, but her estrogen was fine. Um, what we do find is that um, the, the, in the perimenopausal period, because women are still having cycles, some of the cycles can be irregular, but they are still having some cycles. So what we're finding is that there are quite wide fluctuations in the levels of the hormones. And the hormone that goes down the most is progesterone. So in, in the perimenopause, your levels of natural progesterone go down by about 70%. Um, and this is because progesterone is produced by the corpus luteum, which is in the second half of the menstrual cycle. So it's largely produced by the ovaries. Um, and so when we get progesterone deficiency, this is um, one of the, the, the first, first sort of presenting symptoms of the perimenopause. People have a lot of anxiety. People can have palpitations. Um, and the main thing is insomnia. A lot of women lie awake at night and they can't get to sleep. Um, and the, the, the reason for this is that progesterone stimulates uh, a neurotransmitter in our brain called GABA. And GABA is um, a sort of a natural tranquilizer. Um, and so when you don't have adequate levels of GABA in your brain, you know, you, you do kind of stay awake and you're not able to relax and go to sleep. Um, so, you know, this then it's like a vicious circle. So the more you don't sleep, the more tired you get, the more your other hormone levels are going down you know it sort of compounds the tiredness and this really impacts people's quality of life but when, when we do the blood test we can look at the different balances of the hormones so what we also find is estrogen is also produced by your adrenal glands not just by the ovaries so estrogen levels go down by about 30 percent in the perimenopause so what we find is that when we're looking at the balance of the hormones, we usually like the estrogen levels to be about 10 times more than the progesterone levels. And that gives your body a good balance. But what we find in the menopause, perimenopause is because the progesterone levels have gone down by 70%, the estrogen levels are relatively higher. So we call this estrogen dominance. And so women get a lot more um, estrogen dominant syndrome symptoms so that can be things like breast tenderness it can be weight gain um, so what we do in the per in, when we're treating people in the perimenopause is we look to restore some of that balance so for some women they may need a little bit of estrogen but for a lot of women in the perimenopause they only need progesterone natural progesterone and it can have a huge benefit for them um, testosterone is one of the last hormones to go down in the perimenopause um, so most very often when we check people's levels the testosterone levels are pretty okay and you know when when we start seeing people at the marrying Gluck clinic very often they come to us in the perimenopause and they're at the beginning of a journey so you know we'll come in the perimenopause and as time progresses in the next year or two they will become menopausal so the levels of their hormone will change the balance of those hormones will change and we tailor um, the symptoms with the blood tests um, to try and get the best quality of life and the best balance possible for our patients you're monitoring these these three hormones estrogen progesterone testosterone as well as looking at people's symptoms and rather than just saying right here's a sort of one-size-fits-all treatment it's about coming up with something very bespoke for that 
particular patient. Totally, totally, totally. And and it's also there's um, there's more choice. We only prescribe. We we tend to give um, our hormones transdermally. We also have the method of giving it uh, in a lozenge, which is um, a sublingual way of giving it. So either either a skin patch or, or, or sucking on a sweet. Well, it's cream. Um, so transdermally is with, mm-hmm. with hormone creams and with the lozenge, it goes um, uh, just between your gum and your cheek. So it's absorbed um, into the blood vessels in the mouth. So the main thing we want to avoid is what we call the first past effect. We don't want people to be taking estrogens into their gastrointestinal tract and then it going into the liver. The hormones are then have far fewer long term side effects. You say the NHS guidelines from NICE are someone shows the symptoms, then you stick them on HRT. Is that a, is that a, a one size fits all HRT? We there are certain bioidenticals that are available on the NHS, um, so um, we can give people um, estrogel, which is a bioidentical that's available on the NHS. We can, but the natural progesterone options are totally limited. There is only one option, which is um, a natural progesterone capsule that people can either take. Um, orally or vaginally and it's quite a high dose it's 100 milligrams so what I find is you know I try and uh, I always give my patients bioidenticals even in the National Health Service but what I find is very often the dose is too high and people get side effects and I don't have the capacity to um, to reduce their dose in any way and that's quite frustrating because uh, you know I know that you know we we could fine-tune it a lot better if we had the resources now the issue is natural progesterone is quite is quite cheap and um, there's no uh, pharma companies are not going to make much profit from producing natural progesterone so um, you know they, they'd rather produce the synthetic progestogens that have got a license um that um you know they can make relatively good profits on rather than you know trying to make different natural progesterone preparations mm. and if if you can fine tune someone's hormonal balance what's the impact on them in this perimenopausal phase it's huge actually um a lot of their symptoms diminish um their hot flushes diminish their um sleep disturbance diminishes they have more energy they're able to have more quality of life they can exercise they feel more motivated they feel more confident it's it's really quite you know it's very satisfying to hear oh this has been a game changer for me doctor um you know it's it's very satisfying you know and and you know women of this age group are a very productive, they're very productive members of society. You know, lots of them are doing very important jobs. They've got demanding roles. Um, and, you know, you're helping, you know, I think you're helping people in general, um, being able to, 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 you know, have a quality of life. I mean, I've had patients who, um, you know, being perimenopausal have actually given up their jobs. They just thought, I just feel so dreadful, I can't do this anymore. And they haven't sought medical attention till a lot later on, but they've actually stopped working. I feel utterly educated um, about something I didn't really know much about. Um, Dr. Gazala, thank you so much for that. Other episodes out there in Happy Hormones, we're looking at the longer term effects of HRT, some of the fears out there around it as well, and the andropause around men's health. <laughs>